I'd like to invite you to turn with me to Habakkuk chapter 3. What helps you the most when you know you're about to go through something difficult? What brings you the most comfort to your heart? What actions do you take? How do we handle trials and sufferings in life? We just sang almost the title of the message in that last song we sang. I'll share that with you in just a minute. But as we look here in the book of Habakkuk, we've been walking through this in a series entitled Trusting God. Habakkuk is in a crisis moment. Anybody in here ever been in a crisis moment? He is looking around and he's seeing the society eroding. He's, he talks about in chapter 1, he says society is spoiling or it's eroding. He talks about the violence being, the streets being filled with violence. And people are striving against one another. There's a lot of lawsuits taking place. There's a lot of contentious speech where people are in disagreement. The battle lines are being drawn. And he's wondering, God, what are you going to do? Because I don't see you in this present moment. And we've walked through this and we've seen that God told Habakkuk to not just look at his nation, but I want you to look out among the nations. I want you to see that I am doing something. I am working. You may not see it. You may not understand it, but I am working. God is always at work. But he didn't understand this. And God begins to teach him a lesson about the importance of faith. Faith that trusts in God no matter what may come. A faith that will rest in the character of God, knowing who He is. Trusting Him as the everlasting One, as the Holy One of God, as the One that is pure and beautiful, that is the judge of all the earth. He's, he's teaching us these things, and as we go through and we looked at last week, we saw that the Chaldeans thought that they were going to get away with what they were going to get away with. But God came back and said, I saw everything that you did. I'm going to hold you accountable for that. And at the end of this book, we find a prophet who gives us an example of faith. And he writes down a prayer. As uh, Brother Perigo was mentioning earlier, there's things that are worth writing down. This is actually a prayer that he writes down for corporate worship. It actually is a, is it a prayer for the corporate worship of the people of God there in the Old Testament days at the temple. Uh, it also was probably turned into a song that they would have sung to remind them of who God is in the midst of really hard times. And so I want to read this prayer, and the title of the message today will be, Trusting God No Matter What. Trusting God No Matter What. And listen to what he has to say. He says, A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet upon Shigianoth. O Lord, I've heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Teman and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covered the heavens 
and the earth was full of his praise. And his brightness was as the light and his horns coming out of his hand. And there was the hiding of his power. Before him went the pestilence and burning coals went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth. He beheld and drove asunder the nations. And the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills did bow. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Cushan in affliction and the curtains of the land of Midian did tremble. Was the Lord displeased against the rivers? Was thine anger against the rivers? Was thy wrath against the sea that thou didst ride upon thine horses and thy chariots of salvation? Thy bow was made quite naked according to the oaths of the tribes, even thy word, Selah. Thou didst cleave the earth with rivers. The mountains saw thee and they trembled. The overflowing of the waters passed by and the deep uttered his voice and lifted up his hands on high. The sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of thine arrows they went and at the shining of thy glittering spear. Thou didst march through the land in indignation. Thou didst thresh the heathen in anger. Thou wentest forth for thy salvation of thy people, even for the salvation with thine anointed. Thou woundest the head out of the house of the wicked by discovering the foundation unto the neck, Selah. Thou didst strike through with his staves the head of his villages. They came out as a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was as to devour the poor secretly. Thou didst walk through the sea with thine horses through the heap of great waters. When I heard, my belly trembled. My lips quivered at thy voice. Rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he cometh up unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength and He will make my feet as the hind's feet and He will make me to walk upon my high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. This morning the title is this, Trusting God No Matter What. I almost changed the title to this because it could also prove true. Love never fails. Love never fails. God has His covenant people and He will always care for His people no matter what you may have to go through in this life. He will always be there. As I look across this crowd and I see the different uh, seasons of grief and the seasons of sickness and the seasons of difficulty and trial and great pain, I have seen a God in His presence that has been enough for you. He has carried you when you didn't even know how to walk yourself. And I can look back years gone by in this congregation. I can see that God has been good to you. And so as, as Habakkuk is seeing, God has promised that judgment is coming. Judgment is coming on the nation of Judah, but then judgment in turn is going to come on the nation of the Chaldeans. But God not only comes in judgment, but God comes in salvation. 
God comes. The same thing is true today for anybody that's in here. That God is coming in judgment, but He's also coming in salvation. In wrath, He will remember mercy. If you'll come by way of the cross, He will save you to the uttermost. As we look at this message this morning, we see uh, Habakkuk. He gives us, number one, a prayer for the congregation. This is a prayer for the congregation. He's speaking on behalf of the congregation. He's giving them words. He's writing them down for us to be able to recite and to remember. And as I said, just like all the Psalms of the Old Testament, as you read through the Psalms, some of them were prayers, but they were that was the songbook of the Old Testament saints. They wrote those prayers down. They sang those prayers. They were inspired by God. This, this uh, prayer and this psalm was inspired by God. It was a response to what Habakkuk had seen. So we see a prayer for the congregation. Secondly, we see a prayer for the coming deliverer. As we look in just a little while, we'll see that Habakkuk lays out some very graphic pictures of what God has done in the past, what God is going to do in deliverance, and it also foreshadows, in a sense, of what God is going to do in the future. The Savior of the world is coming. He is coming. It was true there in the days of Habakkuk that the Savior was going to deliver His people. There was a remnant that went through the troubles. Jeremiah was one of them as he walked among the ruins of Jerusalem. He said, God, what are we going to do? This place is devastated. Everything is torn down. And it seems like it's impossible to move on. But we see him saying there in Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, he tells us that the Lord Lord's mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It was of the Lord's mercies that we are still alive and we have not been consumed. And that love that was there, that love that never fails, was going to be a love that helped allow them to rebuild that whole city. And I'll tell you, the greatest incarnation of love would be walking into that city and doing the greatest act of mercy and love outside of the city gates one day. And we see here that Habakkuk, he sees a deliverer that is on the horizon that is going to come and that stirs his heart to faith. To faith that I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my deliverer will show up right on time. But then we see here he concludes with a prayer of commitment. A prayer of commitment. I can't wait to get to that point in just a little while in the Scripture because I believe it's one of the most vibrant pictures of faith in all of Scripture. In all of the Scripture, when I cannot see the way to go, when I see nothing but darkness, when I don't even know what's on the other side, and my life is filled with unknowns, and there's trial after trial, yet shall I trust You, God. And not only will I trust You, but because I know of Your love and I know of Your presence, not only will I trust You, but I'll have joy in the journey because the trial and the difficulty and the storms of life, they may take away some things, but they can't take away the thing that is most important, and that is my joy in God. Amen. And so let's look here as, as Habakkuk, he prays. 
He prays. This is something, as I said, this was, it says a prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet upon Shigianoth. There are some psalms, several psalms that are, uh, the Shigianoth is a, a certain uh, uh, music lyric or, or style of writing. Some say it was very uh, expressive or a passionate song that had rapid changes of rhythm because as you see God marching through and God delivering His people, there was a joy and an excitement. I can imagine. I wish that I could have heard them singing this in the temple back in the days gone by of, of praising God for His glorious deliverance in the past and Trusting God for His glorious deliverance in the present moment. And praising God knowing that His deliverance is coming in the future one day, once and for all. And I'm glad that I'm on His side. He says, O Lord, I've heard Thy speech. I've heard what You're going to do. I've heard the report of what You're going to do. Now, Habakkuk didn't fully understand it. He was, he was struggling even with this message because the Lord said, even if I were to tell you what I was going to do, you would not believe. Because God is always writing an unbelievable story. He's writing an unbelievable story. And for some, it's unbelievable because they fail to trust in Him. And they say, it's unbelievable. I can't believe in this miraculous, powerful God and the work that He's doing. I just can't believe that someone would die on a cross for my sin and set me free and give me a brand new life and give me eternal life for all the countless ages. It seems unbelievable. And some people live in disbelief. But on the flip side of that unbelievable, I tell you, you and I, if we've been saved by God's grace. We are part of an unbelievable story. It is unbelievable that God of all creation would save somebody like you and me. I just can't get my head wrapped around it this morning that I'm a child of the King and all the storms of life. One of these days I'm going to overcome every single one of them. And right now I don't, I can't see it sometimes. But I tell you as I continue to Walk by faith day by day. I tell you, God is going to make us conquerors. He's going to allow us to overcome the troubles of this life. We are going to overcome our faith, as it says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. Our faith is going to enable us to obtain the victory once and for all. And it wasn't a victory that we fought for and we won on ourselves. It was a victory that was won at Calvary on our behalf for the glory of God and the good of humanity. This is the joy that we have in Him. Praise His holy name for who He is. So back it says here, He said, Oh Lord, I've heard what you're going to do. I was afraid. And I'll tell you, in our flesh, as we think about the trials of life, our flesh can get the best of us. We say, Lord, how can we ever make it through those things? I, I don't know how. I don't have the strength in myself. But I'll tell you, our spirit, as I believe Habakkuk said, Lord, I know that what you, you promised you're going to do. But he also knew in his spirit, he knew that God was strengthening him for whatever he was going to take him through. Yeah. And I want you to imagine this. Habakkuk, this burden that he sees, this heavy load that he sees, he sees something on the horizon. He has not yet walked through it. Now what if God told you that in the next six months you're going to walk through something really hard and really difficult? And you didn't know what that was going to be, but God said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to, I'm going to preserve you and carry you through that. This is kind of where Habakkuk is right now. He says that I was afraid. 
He says, O Lord, revive Thy work in the midst of years. In the midst of the years, make it known. He's saying, Lord, revive us right now. Revive us right now. We know how You have worked. And in particular, we know how, God, You have been with us in Israel from everlasting. You, you called out Abraham. You called out Isaac. You called out Jacob. You established the twelve tribes. You established the covenant. You delivered them out of Egypt. You have split the Red Sea. You have caused them to walk on dry ground through the Jordan River. He said, revive it in the midst of the year. Lord, come and deliver us. Revive us in the midst of trouble, in the midst of trial, in the midst of society that has fallen apart. When there's violence up and down the streets, what Habakkuk is praying, Lord, revive my heart. Revive my heart. Help me be reminded of who You are rather than being reminded every day of all the stuff that's going on around me. Because Lord, if I've got You, I can handle anything that I have to walk through. He's saying revive it in the midst of years. Make it known. He's speaking here the word yada, 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 yada. He's saying I am desiring some experimental knowledge of the power of God. Now I'll tell you, every one of us that have walked through trials. I'll tell you, we don't like to be taken to places of weakness. We don't like to be taken to places of, I can't figure this out. I can't control what's going on. But I'll tell you, when we go through those moments of weakness, I'll tell you, that's where Paul said, His grace is sufficient and in my weakness, His power is made strong. Can I get a, in a testimony here this morning that God has made Himself strong. He has helped you walk through things that you never thought you could walk through. And so here Habakkuk is praying. This is a pastoral prayer that could be recited or sung in corporate worship. It was written down. It was directed to God in the heavenly temple. This is what I love about this. It wasn't going to be very long. This, if, if Habakkuk is writing somewhere in the early 600s, it was around 586, so about 14 uh, to 20 something years later, 20 or 30 years later, the temple would be destroyed. The temple would be destroyed. It would be laid flat. The walls of Jerusalem were laid flat. That's why Nehemiah, all those years later, was weeping over the destruction of the walls. And Ezra was working at rebuilding the temple. But Habakkuk was about to see all those things destroyed. But I tell you, he knew he could pray to the one that was in that heavenly temple. Because that earthly temple was just symbolic of the heavenly temple. That God was on His throne. And so we see here he prays, Lord, Lord, in wrath, remember mercy. Lord, we know that you're going to come to judge sin. And that is so true today. God is going to come one of these days. He's going to judge sin. His condemnation is on it already. But the Lord Jesus said that I have not come into the world to condemn the world. Because the world is already condemned. I have come into the world that I might save. This morning, I'll tell you, your sin is already under condemnation. God's wrath is already upon the unbeliever. But in wrath, remember mercy. Now, what does He give us here in this prayer for the coming deliverance? We've seen this prayer for the congregation. He's praying on behalf of God's covenant people that are about to walk through this. But we see this prayer for the coming deliverance. And we get this glorious picture of God. A theophany that God, that he, as he sees this, he sees a visible manifestation of God to man. And notice 
Notice some of these things. I don't have time to go through every single detail of this, but I want you to see one of the first things that he gets a picture of. He says, God came from Teman and the Holy One from the Mount Paran. And then he says, just Selah. There's three Selahs in here. He says, you need to stop and you need to meditate. It's the only other, outside the Psalms, it's the only other place that word Selah is used. He said, you need to stop. Why do you need to stop? God is with us. And God is coming. Do y'all hear that? God is with us. And God is coming. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And he's, he's referencing historical fact, but I believe the same thing is true here. He's, he's saying that God was coming from the south. Those two cities that he mentioned is God is coming from the south. And he's, he's referencing the great redemption that God did as He drew those people out of Egypt. God is coming with us. And God has taken us out that He might bring us in. That's the reason he, he brought them out of Egypt. He brought them out of that oppression in that world. He brought them out. He's still bringing us out. He's bringing us out some things that He might bring us to Himself. And he says God is coming out. But look at, look at His first thing that He sees. He sees the glory of God. The glory of God. I'll tell you, if the glory of God does not stir you in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a trial, I don't know what will. I'll tell you, their storms can get really dark. They can get very difficult. But I'll tell you, God can poke pinholes in that darkness and He can allow His light and His glory to shine through in the midst of our suffering. He says here, His glory covered the heavens. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of His praise. His brightness was as a light or as the sun and His horns. That's speaking of rays or coming out of His hand. And there was a hiding of His power. The first thing that we see here that Habakkuk gets a glimpse of as he's writing this prayer down, he says as God is coming, He is coming in His glory to deliver us. And we know that in days gone by, He brought that pillar of fire by night and that cloud by day. It was a visible representation of God that was with them. He said, I want you to follow Me wherever you see this fire by night and this pillar of cloud by day. I want you to follow Me wherever I take you because My presence will go before you. And He sees His glory. He sees His glory. He says His glory just fills fills the place. I tell you, when they first established that temple... God's glory filled the house in the end of Exodus chapter 40. It said it filled the house. They couldn't even, they couldn't even walk in it. The heaviness and the weightiness that God was among them was so powerful and so great that they were just mesmerized. They, were, they had to fall down and just worship Him for who He is. And I'll tell you that a glimpse of God's glory in the midst of hard times will help you get through it. It says His brightness was as a light. He said His glory was shining brighter than the sun. Shining brighter than the sun. It said from His hand were rays of sunlight. His, his power was veiled. I tell you, this took me all the way over that Habakkuk is trusting in the coming Deliverer. And, and this took me all the way over. I know we're kind of skipping a mountain summit to mountain summit to mountain summit. We're, we're, we're crossing a few ranges right here, but he's waiting for God to deliver them in that present moment. But I tell you, we can, we can jump onto another mountain, that Mount of Transfiguration, and we can see that 
there was one whose power was veiled. His glory was veiled. But there for a moment it said, when He came up there to that Mount of Transfiguration, His, his face shone brighter than the sun. The, the coming deliver was right there. But I tell you, that's nothing in comparison to what's on the horizon on that next mountain peak over. He's already come one time, but there's another mountain peak over. We're in a deep valley in the church age right now. But I tell you, there's a mountain peak that's on the other side. We're going to see the coming glory of God and His intervention throughout all of humanity, throughout all the world. That day is soon approaching. Does Does this not stir you up? Does this not increase your faith? Because that's what His prayer is there for. He's writing about this coming deliverance. He's praying for the deliverance of the Lord. He sees the glory of God. And then He sees the power of God. The power of God. Look at Him. It says there was the hiding of His power in His hand. I'll tell you, he did He not take His hand? Did He not take His hand? God said, I am going to deliver you out of Egypt with My outstretched hand. The power that was in His hand. The power that was in the hand of Jesus. It was was a veiled power. But I tell you, everybody that touched Him they got healed this morning. If you, if you want to be healed, you've got to get to Jesus. You've got to get to Jesus. He's able to heal you. You may say, well, His power and His glory, it seems veiled to me. I'll tell you, if you'll be like that woman that reaches out to the hem of His garment, He'll heal you just like that because He's got power and you'll know all about it. You'll know about that stretched out hand because that hand is not too short that it cannot save. His ear is not too heavy that He will not listen. And so Habakkuk is seeing this glory of God coming on the scene. He doesn't understand how He's going to walk through all these things, but he knows he knows this God who has delivered in the past and he's trusting and resting in this God who is going to deliver him the presence. He speaks about the pestilence that He sent there on Egypt. He says there in verse 5, Before Him went the pestilence and the burning coals went forth at His feet. And notice this. Because I could jump back and forth from mountain range to mountain range because I tell you, if you begin to read about the vials and the bowls one of these days, God's going to pour out on the wicked in the book of Revelation. God's going to tear down everything that is in opposition to Him. And earlier He tears it down in my life. I pray, Lord, tear the stuff down in my life that is in opposition to You right now. Tear it down that I might behold You in greater glory in this moment and the rest of my life. Help me to build my life on things that are going to last. But I don't see how big this God is. How powerful, how mighty He is. Look at verse 6. It said He stood. He stood. And He measured the earth. How big is this God? Isaiah 40 tells us that He's able to measure it all with a span of His hand. That's how big He is. But look at what happened. He says, He beheld and He drove asunder the nations. He he divided the nations. He scattered the nations. Actually, it means He shook up the earth. The Lord will. He's he's shaking up the earth right here in the days of Habakkuk. But I'm telling you, God is going to shake up this earth. 
He's going to shake it. But I tell you, the Hebrew writer said we are part, God's people are part of an unshakable kingdom. As God shakes things up, we have established our lives on things that are permanent, on things that will last. He says these everlasting mountains were scattered. He says these, these hills, these perpetual hills did bow. He's saying that the things that we look at that are permanent in life, the things that we look at that are stable and steady that we think that they'll never move, there'll never, never be upheaval of that. What he's saying here, I'll tell you, everything that everybody is hiding behind, what the Lord says here, just as Jesus came in to the temple one day and overturned the tables of the money changers, He shook that temple up that day. He cleansed it, I'll tell you. There's coming a day that God's going to cleanse the entire world. He's going to shake up the nations. And every mountain that people are hiding behind, I wonder all the things that people are hiding behind today. Their, their power and the glory. I'll tell you, the man's glory today, I don't know why we're so foolish to think about this, but man gets so caught up in his own glory as you look at his own image in the mirror and he thinks, man, I am somebody. And we only live about 80 years and somebody might remember us for the last 100 years, 200 years, 500 years, whatever it is. But I tell you, that glory is nothing. That glory is momentary and it's fleeting but it tells this one that Habakkuk sees he said his glory fills the heavens it fills the heavens the heavens and the heavens of heaven cannot even contain the glory that God has he can't hold it. I tell you, that's how glorious He is. That's how big He is. And this is the one that is coming for me. He's coming for me one of these days. Glory to His name. He's coming to deliver me from my own self. And He's going to deliver me for all of eternity. I tell you, go ahead, Lord. Turn up the tables in my life. Turn up the tables in this church. The members of our church that are just wandering around and they're, they're searching out things in this world that are going to last. And I tell you, people are hiding behind things. But I tell you one thing, say, go ahead, Lord, turn it over. Expose all the faulty things that we're trusting in. Because I tell you, the just shall live by faith. And nothing, anything that's not done of faith is sin. It's sin and it's no good. And it'll lead us astray. So I hope you see what I'm seeing. This is what Habakkuk saw. He saw the glory of God coming. And he says here, the mountains were scattered. His ways are everlasting. I tell you, God's never going to change His ways. He's never going to change His ways. His ways are permanent. There's a lot of things in this world that we look at as stable and permanent, but I tell you, they're not permanent in comparison to God's type of permanence. God's never going to change His ways. So you write it down in permanent marker. You, you get it in you that He's not going to change His ways. He goes on, we see, the, we see the glory of God. We've seen the power of God. We've seen God coming here. He's coming also with justice. With justice, He's going to hold these uh, Chaldeans accountable. It says in verse 9, Thy bow was made quite naked according to the oaths of the tribe, even thy word. He basically saying here, God has brought out His bow and arrows. And I'll tell you, those that think they're high and mighty, God does not miss the targets. It says later on here in verse, um, 
Verse 13, he says, Thou woundest the head out of the house of the wicked by discovering the foundation of the neck. What God is saying here that I know the ringleader of all this evil that the Chaldeans are stirring up and they're, they're overtaking everybody. And it reminds me, he said, I'm going I'm to crush the head or I'm going to wound the head of that one that's leading this dynasty. It reminded me of Genesis 3.15. You know, God had already promised. God had already promised. You know what? It's going to happen to evil and wickedness and all this stuff. He's going to have his foot, his his heel is going to crush the head of the serpent. That's speaking of all the evil of this world is going to be crushed under his feet. He got a glimpse of that at the cross, but he came as a lamb of God that time. But the next time He comes, He's going to roar as a lion of the tribe of Judah. And all of this wickedness and violence and, and all this stuff that man is conjuring up in our current society today that is contrary to God is all going to fall apart. Amen. It's all going to be judged. And we see here the justice of God. Is coming as God is marching through the land. He's speaking of Him. He's giving us a, a theophany here of a picture of God marching the people of Israel out of Egypt to Mount Sinai to see His glory as He handed down the law. But we also see them um, as they've come out of the Red Sea and gone to Mount Sinai. And as they enter into the land of Canaan, God begins to drive out the nations. He begins to scatter the nations in judgment. And over and over we see Him marching here. He's marching with His glory. He's marching with His power. He's marching with His justice. But He's also marching with salvation. With salvation. Notice what He says here in verse 13. Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people, even for the salvation with thine anointed. Habakkuk asked a question at the end of chapter 1. He said, Lord, how long are they going to keep on swallowing up nation after nation after nation? They're gathering up like fish in nets. The only one that's unstoppable is God. The only one that's unstoppable. And this is the one that has come for salvation. I want you to, he said he's riding on chariots of salvation. He is riding in power and glory and majesty and justice and salvation is in his hand. Salvation is in his hand. Will you trust him? Because he says here that the enemy is going to be struck down. It says they came out as a whirlwind to scatter me. There in verse 14. He says... Their rejoicing was as to devour the poor secretly. He's saying, Lord, they've done things in secret. They've done things they thought they got away with. But it says here, our mighty divine warrior is coming to deliver us in verse 15. Thou didst walk through the sea with thine horses, through the heap of great waters. I'll tell you, our God this morning, He can can cause waters to flood the world in judgment. He can part the waters as He did at the Red Sea and then He drowned Pharaoh's armies. But I can tell you, He also can walk on water. He's powerful over all of creation. He is doing a work and as, as we see here, as, as Habakkuk sees the coming of the Lord, 
He sees the Lord coming in His glory, His power, His salvation, His justice. He gets to verse 16 and listen to what happens. As we see a prayer of commitment and confidence in the work of God. He says, when I heard, when I heard my belly trembled. That means internal organs. And he's basically saying, when I heard this, my heart began to pound. My heart began to pound. I can't. And we see different things coming. His heart is beginning to pound because he's, he's hearing that the, the enemy's coming. The enemy's about to overtake Jerusalem. The enemy's about to overtake Judah and about to bring destruction. So in one sense, there is a heart pounding over the intense pain that is about to come. But I tell you, there's also probably a little bit of heart pounding on the other side of that pain because he sees deliverance on the other side of that pain. He says here that his lips quivered at the voice rottenness entered into his bones. His body became limp. He said, I trembled in myself. I trembled in myself. My knees were shaken. I'll tell you, you know who the Lord looks after? Isaiah 66 and 2 says, The Lord looks after those who are of a contrite and a humble spirit and who tremble at my word. Tremble. Lord, this is what you're going to do. He said that I might rest in the day of trouble. That I may rest. How, how do you find rest? I didn't think those two things went together. Rest in trouble. I'll tell you, if you know the Lord, He can be your rest in the time of trouble. Habakkuk knew that he was going to walk through intense pain. But he also knew the one who was able to comfort and love like no other. And so how does he respond? How does he respond? Because God said, I saw the, the Chaldeans coming. And in, in chapter 2, I believe it was, chapter 2, verse 8, and chapter 2, verse 17, we find that the Chaldeans are not going to have any mercy on the land. They're not going to have any mercy on the cities. They're not going to have any mercy on the people, the inhabitants of the land. They're going to bring destruction. They're going to tear up the, the grapevines. They're going to knock down the fig trees. They're going to knock down the walls. They're going to knock down homes. They're going to take whatever they want. They're going to take the cattle and the sheep. They're going to herd it all. They're going to get wealthy off of this. And Habakkuk... I told you, he gives us one of the most beautiful pictures of vibrant faith in all of the scriptures. What would you do if you lost, you lost everything but your life? What would you do? I told you the title of this message is Trusting God yes. No Matter What. Trusting God No Matter What. That is a, that is a commitment. Do you know Why? I told you, love never fails. Relationships are built on trust. Amen. Relationships are built on trust. It's easy when things get hard and difficult that we begin to doubt. If we begin to doubt, if you begin to doubt your spouse, it's a little bit of, you're, you're drifting from trust. Yeah. When you begin to wonder, what are, what are they doing? And when we, begin to, when we begin to drift from God in our thoughts and our hearts, 
We begin to doubt, God, are you really good? Because things I'm going through right now are not good. They're hard, they're difficult, they're painful. God, is your love really that true? Is, are you really there? Because I'm, I'm doubting some things right now. And it's dangerous to doubt. We doubt because we have a lack of trust. But Habakkuk teaches us here in chapter 2, verse 4, and right here at the end of the book, he says that just shall live by his faith. Amen. Are you going to be committed to God no matter what? Do you remember what Job said? Job said, Lord, though you slay me, yet shall I trust you. Because I'm trusting. Job didn't understand it, but did not God write an unbelievable story in the life of Job? I'm not discounting his pain. I'm not discounting his suffering. I'm not discounting his loss of financial resources. And most importantly, the loss of ten children all in one day. That's devastating. This is the kind of faith that I'm talking about. It's a mature faith. It's a vibrant faith that, Lord, I don't understand what you're doing, but I know your heart. And because I know your heart, I'm going to trust you. Even when the land looks like it's war-torn and it's ravaged and I, I don't even know what we're going to eat next. I don't even know where our next meal is going to come from because the fig trees are destroyed. The grape, grapevines are destroyed. There's no milk from the sheep or the goats. There's no meat from the cattle. Lord, I don't even know where my next meal is coming from. But did not Jesus tell us this? Man shall not live but by bread alone. By bread alone, but by the Word of God. Do you believe that God will carry you through whatever He brings you to? This message may not be something that you may need today, or maybe you've, you've walked through it already, but if you have not been in these moments of life where the difficulty and the crisis and the intense suffering and pain was at that degree, I'll tell you, there's, there's, there's days coming in your life that those things are going to happen. Because we live in a broken world, we sin ourselves, we have consequences, and we're sinned against and people hurt us and disappoint us. And things happen that we don't understand. But I'll tell you this. Though the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall there be fruit in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, the fields shall be, yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herds in the stalls. How, how's your yet? How's your yet doing today? He says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will Joy in the God of my salvation. Habakkuk knew the Lord and he knew that he had a deliverer on his side. He knew he could pray to him uh, on behalf of the congregation. He knew he could pray for the coming deliverer. And he knew that he could be committed to this one that would always show up right on time. Though the vision tarry, wait for it. And so... He says, the Lord God is my strength. Lord, you're my strength. You'll get me through whatever you bring me to. 
And not only will you get me through it, you'll have, you, if I stay close to you, I'll have a heart of joy, a vibrant faith, because I know who you are. And I know you don't change even in my ever-changing circumstances. But my hope is not found in my ever-changing circumstances. My hope is found in you and you alone. And not only will you fill my heart with joy, but you will give me sure-footedness on the mountaintop. You will make my feet like the deer's feet that just prance and gallop on the mountainside. And every, even though this dark valley seems like it will never end, there is a mountain that awaits us. And we, as God's people, no matter what we go through, we shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Habakkuk knew a better day was coming because the Deliverer was on the horizon and he could find relief in talking to him and praying to him. You know what? We need each other too because this psalm, this prayer was not a personal prayer. This was not a psalm for him to keep to himself. It was actually to be used in the congregation of people because when we're going through dark times, we need each other more than we ever need each other. And God is enough. But God gives us the gift of others to help bear these burdens. I'm so grateful that I know this God I presented to you today. I'm grateful to have known His help in the past. I trust His help today. And I'll trust His help always. Because I know a little bit about who He is. But I need to get to know Him more. So if you're here today and you don't know Him, I beg of you to seek Jesus. Seek Him. He'll deliver you. He'll help you overcome whatever you've got going on in your life as we get a song and sing.